Hi, folks. Um, just a couple of minor content warnings for this week, and that is we're going to be discussing chronic illness, and uh, there is some slight discussion of suicidal thoughts in today's interview. So you're warned. Uh, warning number two is that we have animals. They make a ruckus sometimes. They disturb things sometimes. Uh, if we're not lucky, sometimes they even go so far as to stop the recording while we're talking. So yeah, Sergei. just be aware. Yeah, I, currently Sergey has his, his head wedged up against my, my hand while I rub my thumb behind his ear and he's just happy. Oh, thank you for shaking. Okay. Um, final warning is we often swear. Often meaning, uh, what, hourly? At the drop of a hat. The drop of a hat. Okay. I was trying to figure out a good time reference that wasn't every 35 seconds because then we'd have a goal to try to achieve during the podcast. I, I'd need and, a timer and it would yeah, get weird. And then I'd yeah. be like, am I swearing enough? Am I swearing too much? I, I just, yeah. Yeah. So, hi, folks. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 175. It is Thanksgiving here in the U.S., and we're recording this on the Wednesday night before. And uh, for once, I'm not cooking, which means I have to be – I don't have to be as organized as I've been in the past. Like I, I don't have to plan a menu. I don't have to do a bunch of prep work and make sure I have all the things. And uh, it's kind of nice. On the other hand, you have to be on call for Shep who has decided that, you know – uh, cooking all the food is the only way we will know that they love us. Which is fine. It means I'm not cooking. And hopefully on call is No, wait, you do have to make stuffing. I have to make the stuffing? No, you have to make a batch of stuffing. Okay. I got the instant stuffing, yeah. but Shep is making sausage stuffing, and Ooh. you know my feelings on sausage. Yes, so I got a yes, thing I of, of Pepperidge Farm stuffing so that we could have alternate <laughs> stuffings. Okay. Either way, that means leftover stuffing, and I, and as predicted, I uh, picked up Sergey to move him, and he mashed his foot on the button that stops recording. So I was going that to has say, skills. yeah, I have no problems with extra stuffing. I love stuffing, and at least one person has suggested uh, after trying it themselves. This is not a completely, you know, I saw this on on the internet, and you have to try it, ha ha ha, because we are stunt eaters. But um, uh, highly recommended that. We try stuffing waffles, which is where you take the leftover stuffing and you put it in a waffle maker. That makes more sense than what I was thinking, which was like trying to like spatchcock the waffle and fill it with something. And No, 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 no. I mean, there are ways to make stuffed waffles like that, but no, 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 we're, we're not. No, no. I just wanted to use the word spatchcock. Well, that's what you do with, like, a turkey if you're going to put it in the smoker. And I do plan on spatchcocking a chicken and putting it in the smoker. You just want to say it because it has the word cock in it, don't you? I'm a simple woman with simple needs. Fair enough. Uh, so I've had a three-day work week <laughs> this week and an interesting sort of high – profile, low-effort project going on. Uh, but because our customers, we have a lot of customers who are involved in things like, I don't know, uh, retail. And so we actually have a change freeze in place. And it's a, when we say change freeze, it means it depends. 
And that is, it depends on how urgent, how important, and if the change is fixing something that is currently broken. So uh, it means that the work I'm doing, which will be a change, has to wait until after at least the, and I put this in air quotes, Cyber Monday, end quote. Ah, uh, um, yes. Because uh, we can't do anything to damage the large amount of retail customers we have there, their availability into our services. I, they would be very unhappy, I suspect. Yes, as would their customers, uh, which, as I understand things, several of you are customers of our customers. So there's that. I mean, that's that's pretty much it for me. I've done some coding. I've done some testing. I've, you know, talked to people. I did an interview on Saturday, which I will be playing for you later with um, uh, Nathaniel, who was absolutely amazing. And... You'll understand when you hear it. I wrote 5,000 words so far and did a painting. Yeah, that's like a lot for you. It really is. And the, this is like three days, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been kind of wild. Um, part of it is that I am at the end of the book, and I am now just in the kind of barreling through to the end, uh, plug all the holes, you know. Yeah stage yeah. and uh frequently at this point i realize that i don't need to put very much in the hole like <laughs> it's you know i just have to get them from this point to this point i can just say when they arrived at point b you know blank line of text when they arrived at point b because it, yeah it, the readers don't really need a blow-by-blow blow of them wandering through the corridors lost looking for directions. There's already plenty of that. So And so yeah. it goes fast, and then frequently I know exactly what should go in the hole, more or less. So it writes fast. I don't have to... Uh, to uh, sit and go, what happens next? I know. It's like, okay, I need to get you from here to here. And get rid of the guards on the way. Let's go. Alrighty then. Yes. Yeah. But a painting. A painting is, is something you haven't really done in a while. Uh yeah, it was it was weird. I'd been feeling an itch and I'd been doing some sort of doodles and drawings and that was fun. And this one, um part of the problem is there is nothing these days that I want to paint. I I have no ideas to paint. Oh, uh, okay. Uh right. it's I mean, I suppose you could call it artist block, but it doesn't really feel like that. It's just I literally have nothing to say in a painting okay. anymore. Okay. Like I have uh, – I write books. If anything I want to say, I can say in Don't words. Don't the keyboard, Sergey. And, you know – Oh, wait. I locked the keyboard, so yeah. Okay. If – so – and I'm also reminded of – Bill of uh, 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 damn it uh, – Poet Laureate, Billy Collins. Billy Collins. Yeah. Uh, who said once that uh, for a long time he had lots of things to say and then he ran out of things to say and his poems got immeasurably better because of it. <laughs> and. Okay. Honestly, that might be the case here for all I know. I was going to say the other thing, uh, the other quote from Billy Collins that I thought was probably the most important of that talk was um, tell the story only you can tell. Yes, that that is important too. Yeah. Uh, I've known some people who were sort of paralyzed by that. They were like, "My God, what story could only I tell?" Whereas 
I was always like, woohoo! I'm the only one who's going to tell the saga of the entomologist, you know, yeah. in in uh, Lost Carcosa or something. So uh, <laughs> I do not actually have a book about an entomologist in Lost Carcosa, although that would know. be that. What what would that be? The King Yellow's entomologist, or you know the someone following bugs and uh and oh crap accidentally <laughs> finds the king in yellow yeah if i was gonna do that i'd do a botanical explorer i really have wanted to do a botanical explorer book and it's never come around oh but well maybe someday maybe someday uh anyway also i did get the schedule for my i sold a couple of novels and yeah I, I can't be forthcoming on the deal yet because it hasn't been announced but i sold a couple which is great uh, they go on top of the other pile that I had already sold, <laughs> which was also great. And I've written most of those, but there's still a novel outstanding. And now all of a sudden I have like two more novellas and a couple more novels outstanding. And, uh, I got the schedule, uh, the release schedule, which included basically a breakdown of when they would need each of those. And wow, I have to write like a book every five months for about three years. <laughs> You remember how a while ago, and I don't remember if we talked about this necessarily on the podcast, but you had turned in all your books. You didn't have any like pending contracts at that moment, and you were like, oh, crap, I'm unemployed. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. Well, it was a couple years ago now, I'll admit. Much like my wishing last year that I had time to stay home and garden, the finger on the monkey's paw appears to have curled up. So, uh, yeah. And 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 I I asked for a little more time on uh, on delivery on one of them where it was only 5 months for the novel. And yeah. I was like, I have not even started that book. It, it's the next one as it happens. I'm like, I have not started it. I have not thought about it. I literally came up with the idea while I was talking on the phone to the editor. Um, <clears throat> and uh, somehow that sold the book because I talk really fast. And uh, those of you at home who might have ambitions to be a writer... Uh, this is not how it works. Don't try to do this. Don't assume your life will work like this. Uh, this only works because a whole lot of people have basically, um, uh, put themselves between me and the universe and accepted that if they allow for my weird ass foibles, they will get a book that they want. And for some reason they have willingly made this bargain. I don't know why either. Uh, uh, is 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 this like the the firm belief uh, from KB Spangler that we're going to go off somewhere and the wild animal is going to kill everyone in the group except you to whom it will give wishes? Uh, it may be. I uh, I appear to have poured everything into luck, like as stat wise. Sure as hell wasn't Dex or Wisdom, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but uh, what kind of a what kind of a superpower is luck? Yeah, <laughs> I, I I honestly have. We watched Deadpool two recently, and Domino's superpower is just that she's lucky. And uh, I I honestly was looking at it going, yep. <laughs> uh, it was it was the subtle crack 
At who cre- what lazy writer created that? Probably someone who can't draw feet. Yeah, the Liefeld joke. Yeah. Because yeah, those, I believe, were all. Both, yeah, both. Uh, uh, well, Deadpool was originally a Liefeld, wasn't he? Yep. And uh, certainly Shatterstar was. Horrible yep. character, etc. And Cable. And anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, so, yes, yeah, suddenly I have a lot of stuff due in very short order, including a novella that may be due in January. Uh, that one's actually fairly far along. Oh, good. Good, good, I, good. I can, I can finish that one, certainly. Uh, I asked for another, two, like, two weeks on it just so that I had, uh, uh, a buffer in case things go horribly wrong. Um, just because it's always good to have that. Uh, the only possible thing, I mean, it's great. I'm not complaining. It's just, I'm trying to get this book out. And then the minute I have finished it, I send it to my editor. This is the self pub book and say, please God, get it back to me. I need it done by the end of, of December. And then I go immediately head down on the novel, novella yes. and the novel and the novel. Yes. So, uh, and also the, other novella that was supposed to be coming out in, in summer, uh, which is also a self-pub. Yeah, so God only knows what it's going to do, but we're we're working on it. Um, it's great. I, I'll get it all done. It'll be fine. At least I don't have to draw anything. Yes. I'm actually kind of wondering if I will be drawing more, because the reason I stopped drawing was because everything I had to draw i had to draw so much for work yes and i burned out oh, on yeah. it and and i've talked about that before i i knew i was doing it i was making a deliberate choice to destroy my enjoyment of drawing at the time because i needed the money and uh <laughs> i mean it's, it's why i often like don't write code for fun yeah, I, I know people are just like, hey, look at this program I wrote for fun. And then they come in all, all week and they program and then they program some more in their spirit. Doesn't doesn't work for me. Yeah, it, yeah. it becomes uh, that whole saying about, you know, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. No, do what you love and make it your job. And then uh, you will start to hate what you love. <laughs> or if you don't hate it, uh, yeah. it will just it will. You can still enjoy being good at it and having done it, but it won't scratch the itch of love the way it used to. Right, right. I think that's probably the best because it's because love is complicated, you know. Oh but, yeah. Uh, and I love writing, and I'm you know still writing hard for a living here, but yeah, I, I just couldn't draw anymore after that. And though, and it's been so long, and no one wants any drawings from me. And the fact I skipped Anthrocon this year probably helped. Probably, yeah. And I had nothing to say. So I just like slapped some textures down and then <laughs> stared at them until something looked like a face and then I made it look more like a face and then I went to the next thing that was sort of like a face and it wasn't a human face but I made it more like that and then and then it was fine cuz I I had the thing and I I I figured out the little story about these characters and whatnot but I didn't start anywhere with a, I'm trying to draw this thing. Right. And maybe that's just what I need to do for a while is not try to draw anything and to just draw what comes out when I slap some stuff down and stare at it. Oh, uh, yeah. No. That works. Yeah. I mean, that works. Whatever whatever your process is, if it works for you, it works for you. doesn't also, have to work for everybody. be impossible to monetize, which I think is part of my brain's... Uh... <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, so yeah, anyway. that's what I've been doing. 
All right. Well, uh, before we go off into the holiday, or at least those of us in the U.S. go off into our holiday, uh, I have this great talk I had with Nathaniel, and I'm not going to try to say Nathaniel's last name. Nathaniel is Swiss, and the pronunciation is very different from the actual spelling. And I'm just not going to embarrass myself or Nathaniel by butchering his last name. However, um, what Nathaniel does for a living, Nathaniel is an inspirational speaker. Interesting. And a life coach. And the reason he does this is because, um, well, I'll, I'll let him tell the story right after this. Again, hi, folks. I am here with Nathaniel today, and we're going to talk a little bit about how Nathaniel stays productive. So, Nathaniel, can you introduce yourself and tell us what it is you do? Absolutely. Hi, everyone. I'm so delighted to be here today um, to everybody who is listening, and as well to you, Kevin. Thank you so much for the opportunity. So I appreciate that. Um, so I'm Nathaniel. I'm from Switzerland. I live in Switzerland currently, and uh, I'm an inspirational speaker and a victorious mindset mentor. And uh, I love to inspire people with my incredible, um, miraculous life story. I always say everyone has a story to tell in this world, and that's what the opportunity that I want to take uh, as long as I live as well helping people to create a victorious mindset in no matter what circumstances, what difficulties, and what struggles they are in. So that probably involves a lot of scheduling, a lot of talks, a lot of interviews like this one. Um, how do you keep yourself organized? Yeah, great question. So I have uh, my daily routine to have a few things that I do every day, not necessarily having to do with only with my um, speaking or mentoring, mm-hmm. but things that really helps me to grow and to become a better leader, a better speaker and all that. And uh, so back to your question about speaking, I have about scheduling at the moment, this year was about one speaking a month, sorry, one speaking a week. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, thank you to COVID because I had to change to online. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, um, yeah, I it was actually incredible year because um, I was setting the goal of having 15 speaking per in 2020 and so i was already done with 15 speaking in Mm -hmm. uh, i think it was end of april middle of may 
till I had to uh, increase <laughs> the, the goal. And that was, that's amazing. Um, so that's basically how I schedule things. I have about one speaking a week. Uh, this week, uh, two, this one. And um, of course, uh, tomorrow, um, sometimes on Sunday, um, as well on live speaking. Mm-hmm. So it's a good week. And uh, I love it because um, I that's what I'm called for. And I love to, to schedule things when you love to do things. You know what I mean? It's not a burden. It, it's a great habit to do. And um, yeah, that, that's how I do things. Yeah. So um, you said you, you generally follow a daily routine. Um, we're going to, I guess we could cover that now. Um, so what does, what does, I know this is taking things out of order. I realize that. Um, but what does a day look like? Yeah, great. Um, so I get up in the, in the morning. Um, I'm not an early person. So I, I found my routine along the way. So I do meditation. I'm a person of faith. I go for a walk. I eat breakfast. Going for a one-hour walk to clear off my um, yeah, to clear off my mind. Um, then I do my work of niche like emails, um, new speaking engagement, or even requesting speaking engagement. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the afternoon is usually I'm going to gym because it's for me it's important to to keep myself healthy and fit. If I on the days I don't go to the gym, I have my dialysis treatment, which is mm-hmm. three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I do a lot of work there, um, which yeah I can't move around and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's a great opportunity. Um, and so uh, I do about one hour reading a day, listen to one leadership podcast or whatever. And uh, currently also, oh, this year I started to learn a new language. Uh, I'm currently <laughs> learning uh, Italian for about 45 minutes to one hour. Um, the reason I do that is actually quite um, interesting. I haven't realized that for a long time, but um, I knew that I love to, you know, the, the time I started as a speaker four years ago, I knew that I somehow want to um, connect speaking with traveling. So I become a global inspirational speaker. And then now I realized that I actually love not only to travel, but also, you know, um, getting to know other people from different cultures and different um, environments. And uh, the interesting thing was why I do, um, yeah, actually learning another language. It, it, it's interesting that it helps me to become a better speaker as well, but at the same time learning about the culture um, while not being able to travel <laughs> that far at the moment. Yeah. And um, so back to your question, uh, in the evening, I often, I go to seminars, which is quite financial seminars at the moment that I want to improve. So the, it, it's a simple day that I have. I'm not like, you know, uh, I do, I do a few things, always the same every day, every day, every day. 
and I believe that if you do something for an hour, you will become an expert in five years. If you do something a day, every hour, you will become an expert in five years. Uh, yeah. So you were saying uh, before we were rudely interrupted by internet problems uh, that you like to keep your day simple. So um, and and keep to a routine. Uh, can you expand on that a little? Um, I don't. I don't think so because I think um, the, I think as we as entrepreneurs, we often have the desire to to have a more simple life. That's why we want to we want to build a business in order to help people that in the areas that we love to do, and then as well living from that. And uh, to be honest, I haven't always been like that. Maybe one, uh, six months ago, 12 months ago, I was I was being everywhere across the places. <laughs> and uh, it frustrated me because um, with some things, um, trainings or seminars or mm-hmm. habits that I did, I, I couldn't really resonate with it. Mm-hmm. And that was like really frustrating. And uh, I think, um, so at the point when I come to realize, well, I didn't want to become an entrepreneur to have a more frustrating life than when I would be employed. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? <laughs> and uh, so uh, even though I might not be like, you know, um, to be honest, financially where I want to be, but still, I can choose every day to to do things that I love to do, and that I believe where we have the most. Uh, uh, how would you say? Yeah, the most flourishing process. Uh, it's like it's like similar. Like you 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 can't command uh, a fish to be on land and do certain things that. Uh, you know, an elephant does. <laughs> and so we all on a different journey. We all have mm-hmm. unique talent, strengths and passions that we want to live out that uh, simplify our life. And uh, so this, this is, if that answers your question, it's really, I, I think so, um, yeah. I want to, to simplify things mm-hmm. and to, to go through life to make a huge impact, but not being you know, super frustrated, angry about things, and all the time trying to find out things, how, why does that not work? And uh, the cool thing is I also have started when it comes to to that, to really find people that Mm -hmm. can do what I don't like to do or I can't do, who do it better, you know? I think that's what we are here for. We we all have, we are here to help each other out with the strength, passion, and talent and um, values that the unique mm-hmm. things that we have to bring to the world and to other people. And it simplifies the life. I mean, like, it's, it's I, a, I'm a, a system administrator in my my day job, and yeah. Um, I like to automate things. I have robots do a lot of things that, um, you know, uh, same sort of idea, though. Uh, if, the, if 
something is really good at a task or a job that I have to do on a regular basis, I should make sure that that robot or uh, process is handled by the appropriate thing and I'm not the one always pushing the button, right? Um, and it's the same sort of thing, just with, yeah. you know, code instead of people. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, so uh, when you're setting up your travel, when you're setting up scheduling like this interview or a speaking engagement, um, are there any systems or tools or habits you use to help track all of that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I work with, uh, this year, I tried a tool. It, well, I didn't really create it. Somebody created it um, for me. And uh, not only for me, but for a group of people. And, and I basically, I balked it. <laughs> because <laughs> it's exactly something that I didn't like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do have a Excel sheet, a different Excel sheet. And then I have a list of somebody research podcast speaking for me mm-hmm. that uh that I would think I can help people with. And so he sent me over the list, I contact uh, contact them with an email. Mm-hmm. If they don't respond, I follow up. If they don't respond again, okay. They probably they say no. Um the cool thing is um I had a pretty much a great success this year because um, I realized that per hundred emails that I send mm-hmm. per month, uh, or actually it's about 90 emails per month that I send, three mm-hmm. per day, that's actually nothing. Um, I Per hundred email, I get about seven speakings. Wow. And uh, so it's a, it's a return on investment, seven, 7%. And uh, I can, I have different sheets where I can, uh, you know, I know how many I contacted, how many I have a verbal agreement, how many contracts I have issued and all that. Um, I know, um, yeah, how, how many percent I have per month. There's usually about, yeah, six to seven percent per month, oftentimes four. Um, because, uh, in the, in the beginning, I had a lot of speaking, or beginning of the year, mm-hmm. when everybody's planning the podcast, I got so much more speaking than, uh, end of the year. And, uh, so it has helped me to, to keep track of how many speakings I can get, and especially which speakings are most. And, uh, so I, I talked about before that yeah, I, I look for people. So maybe think about, um, so you know, there's the word how, and the word how you basically, you can change. If you don't know how to do it, you can change the word to who. There are three spells, they're all the same, but you have to change them. And so think about how you can make something product more productive mm-hmm. with who I can ask who is better than me in that, who likes to do that. I I often or always, if I, let's say, employ a person part-time, 
the first thing that I look at is to is the person passionate in that area, mm-hmm. and um, so that's the way I I making approaches. It might sometimes look small and slowly, but this is yeah I think the best thing that you can do in order to to continue to, to be more productive. And the my brain is catching up with my mouth now. Please stand by. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the the I think that is a secret because if people are passionate about something, if it's something they are good at, they're passionate about, and that they're motivated, that that provides its own motivation and its own sort of positive feedback loop. Um, if there are challenges, it it is. And I, I say this as someone who's had to do this, right? It's much more rewarding yeah. when you when you overcome it because you're really excited about solving that problem or doing the thing that is not that maybe you're good at, but now you have to figure out a new way or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And as you say, like if people like or love and or want to do something, you don't have to tell them what to do. They are just doing it, you know. Yeah. And then if somebody is the opposite, you always have to tell them you you waste a lot of energy and time into something that you probably would end up with nothing. And uh, yeah, that that's the best. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a good thing to do to to think about the passion that they have and. Mm-hmm. And really getting to know the person. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do know some people who are very passionate about things and hate them at the same time. So, <laughs> but uh, I, I notice I notice that they also do not do those things very often. So maybe they were brainwashed that they have to love it. <laughs> <laughs> and and. And that is a thing that happens, right? There, there is a, a expectation sometimes that if you are from a certain place or uh, of a certain gender or yeah. um, you know that uh, or, or something, you will be passionate and love something, and that's often just a stereotype and uh, incorrect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that uh, also just what comes to my mind, uh, the spectrum of not knowing what else would be possible or what out, mm-hmm. what else is out there. I mean, I remember back in, in my youth, um, everybody was playing soccer and that was the only thing I, I need to do and I liked it. But right. At the same time, I was frustrated because so many people, same age, when had so much um, improvement uh, in a right. short period of time, and I was like, "Well, do I ever improve? Do I ever, you know?" And then mm-hmm. I went away to Australia, and then all of a sudden, I realized, "Well, I like to do other sports as well." And then um, I come up to to play badminton, which I still playing. Uh, I like to do it. 
I have mm -hmm. to, I do, I have certain improvement, you know, but I, I don't, yeah. I don't play it for the sake of being super good, more ho right. like hobby way. Right. And uh, this is exactly what you say before, I think in the environment that we grow up or we live in, we have to, to, to take a step out of it in order to know what we really, really love to do and mm -hmm. um, what, what's best for us, where we can flourish. I like that. That's great. Um, so we've we've covered the daily routine. Um, I, I guess before before I go on, um, so Excel is basically your primary organizational tool right now. A private organizational tool. Primary, primary. Oh, primary. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can you clarify that for me, please? Oh, like. so when you're sorting, when you're figuring out tasks, or maybe uh, working out what to do next, um, who to contact next, um, is your go-to generally Excel, or do you have something else for that sort of tracking, or um, you know, do you have a, a system for email or calendar or, or something like that that's important to keeping you moving forward? I get that, yeah. Um, not necessarily. So, I mean, the email that I, well, the emails that I sent out this year, I, I created it by myself a little mm -hmm. bit from different sources. Uh, I think it was pretty good for the beginning, <laughs> but right now, like I just the other week, I talked about hey, something I have to change because uh, people don't reply as much as they did um, right. six months ago. So all of a sudden, it come to my mind. Well, I have employed a guy at the moment who is uh, covering my marketing stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had the idea, you know, just asking them, hey, can you can you set me up or improve that email, uh, the, the content of the email in order to get more uh, speaking with less work. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, that I maybe have mm -hmm. uh, a ROI of 10 or even more, 15 for 10. And mm -hmm. um, so that I am constantly um, that. That could be answering your question to mm -hmm. uh, constantly asking myself what, what, and how can I improve something. Um, I think, yeah, it comes for me. It almost comes automatically to my mind because um, I'm, I'm drawn to to look at things and then I just leave it for a moment and see how it works out. And then if I think like, ah. Uh, Something has to change, or uh, something. I feel like something is missing. You know, the in in, in in my my favorite word, intuition. <laughs> um, <laughs> to to listen to that and try to find out. Okay, to listen to it, to the intuition of, yeah. So something needs to change, and then the moment I realize, yeah. okay, I have to take action. And again, mm -hmm. you, you can simplify it as much as possible then to to think about, hey, 
like right now I don't know how to change that. Okay, who can help me to change it? And uh, that's the way I, I do it. Now, this is a completely different question, but now I'm, I'm kind of curious. Uh, you're in Switzerland. How many languages do you speak currently? Um, three at the moment, four, three and a half. <laughs> um, so how, how does intuition translate across oh, the different question. languages? <laughs> um, great question. I never talked about that, but it comes to my mind that it's, it's actually funny. Um, I learned so many words, strong words in when I moved to Australia and started to learn English. I learned mm -hmm. so many words that are clearly defining the point of what you want to say much better <laughs> than in German or yeah. in Swiss German. And so what happens sometimes I I use English words with even though I speak Sherman, because I know okay. intuition is, let's say intuition is like, you know intuition is inside, that's what tells you what's inside going on. Um, right. I don't even know your word for Sherman, so sometimes it happens. Uh, <laughs> it's funny, I, I sometimes I have to translate from English to Sherman in order to understand it in, in my own language. So. And um, yeah, great question, Joe. It, it, that's what I love about you. You learn um, so many things only when you learn a, a language. You improve your communication. Like, I mean, I can, I, I mean, before I spoke English, I spoke so much differently. I use, um, I, I use, how do you say that? I, I use way more unclarified words because I didn't know other words. And then I, I learned English and I realized, okay, there are actually way more words out there that I could use and that changed, changed my life and my brain <laughs> at the same time. And, and that's a lot the cool of, thing. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of nuances that you will find in other languages that you take for granted in your own language. Um, yeah. I, I, I know, I remember almost no French from when I was in school, <laughs> but um, it did challenge me to think more about the meanings of a word because something that we think of, uh, a word means you know, uh, a, a, a pomme de terre is probably the one that comes to mind, right? Um, we say potato, but in French and Belgian, it's apple of the earth. And so, so it, it, it brings sort of that, that, that other perspective. And, and you think, I one, I never thought of a potato as an apple of the earth. But on the other, what does that tell you about the culture around you know that the the phrasing or the food or whatever it's uh, mm. a fascinating yeah. thing to dig into
yeah, same, same. I realized in Italian or realizing right now, it's more, way more emotional expression mm -hmm. um, than what I know in a, in in a German or in English. Still, that the cool thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, and and this is this should be. I'm really interested in this one. Um, what is the best advice you have been given or and would give someone else? Great question. Um, yeah, there are many. There are really a lot. Um, I have to think about which one I should pick. Well, I, I, I think, yeah, it, it's really difficult. I, I think I have to, uh, one, one has to do with patience. Mm -hmm. To, you know, to, to think about the long-term effect rather than the short-term effect. Because we are so, we are so good in, uh, in pleasing ourselves short-term. Um, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, I think, like, I, I just put it out there to say, um, work by faith. Um, to really, you know, not to think about much, just go for it and see what happens. And, um, yeah, it, it, it takes a lot of courage, but, uh, that's where you, that's where you fail and you, you fail forward. Um, oh, one more comes to my mind is, um, that, that is, that has been a true a lot throughout my life mm -hmm. and still struggling a lot is to, uh, it's, it's a, it's a statement of Joe Maxwell who say, um, sometimes you win and sometimes you learn, but never look at it as you are a failure or a failing. Um, you learn always something when you fail, and if you don't win, which is a <laughs> which is a great introduction. To the last two questions, um, uh, and and I, I call them this because this is sometimes how people have described them. We have the um, sad but easy question, and the happy but difficult question. Depending and and this is this is we call it that mostly because of of how many people have given me that same bit of feedback on them. So I like questions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, what do you do when you fail or miss a goal? And I think I have some ideas already. Great question. Um. The thing I do mostly reflect, like really reflecting, hey, uh, what can I change? What needs to, to be, what needs to improve? How can I adjust something? Uh, I think, uh, reflection is a really great thing to do because, um, it not only helps you to, to sort out the, your past journey, 
but it also helps you to to identify more and more your identity in order to make adjustment. And um, I love that because mostly, oftentimes, or almost always, when I reflect, I go back mm-hmm. to who, to the question, who am I? Uh, which is which is one of the things I I help people get developing a victorious mindset because the moment you know or you learn more about you you never finish with knowing that but you always daily learn to to know um better who you are the more you can make adjustment to the goals or to the missed mm-hmm. missed things that you have gone through. And uh, I think that's uh, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. And and as you you said with the advice part, you always fail forward. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, it's like it's well, then, like it's okay. it's like a, a kid. Like oh. you, you imagine when you start to walk, you of course sometimes you fell backward. But mm-hmm. then you turn yourself around to go forward again. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, most of the time, we, you know, in a, in a physical sense, we fail forward. Mm-hmm. And then we get back up. And imagine you fail forward and you take, you lie on the floor and you take one foot. You have to take one foot first. And you put it in front, you, you know, you go on your knees, you put one foot in front and then the next one and then you get up. The moment you stand up, you are on a different uh, point than when you were failing. Uh, it doesn't matter how much different, but uh, you, you, make, you, you made it different by failing forward. I I love that. That is that is absolutely amazingly put. So, all right. On the other side of things, though, do you celebrate your successes? And if so, how? Great question. Um, this is actually something that I still need to learn a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> to be honest, I celebrate it. Um, not big. When I have a success, I'm just like saying to myself, uh, yes, I did it, or, you know, I shout out or something. But um, I, I think it has to do um, right now, I'm in a transition of not really, you know, um, on the mountaintop as entrepreneur. I'm not saying it, it's every finish, but you know that there's a certain transition in the beginning of an entrepreneur, or if you start something, um, you, you are always going on. You, you're always going on. And um, yep. I believe that at a certain point, you are, you can say, okay, now I achieved that. And mm-hmm. I can really, it, you know, it, it explodes. You know, the, the, 
whatever you do, it explodes. And now I can not, not stepping back or making a break. That's not what I'm saying. But you know, you can, you can say to yourself, okay, now it's exploding. I can, I can exhale and say, yes, I did it. And I can take things way easier. And, uh, I'm not there yet. Um, but I will be in about three months. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that, that's probably the reason I, I'm not celebrating that much. That much. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, in all fairness, you're not alone in that. I know many people who, uh, and I've spoken to many people who say, um, I should be better about celebrating my successes. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, a hard thing to do. It really is. We should, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm aware of that. <laughs> that, believe it or not, are all the questions. Um, now, one of the reasons uh, uh, you reached out to me initially is you have a book. book. And you're an inspirational speaker. And so, uh, tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. So the book is called uh, Four Steps to Unlimit Your Life. It's available on my website, nathanieltubuk.com. It's more the personal website where you can read more about my um, crazy, incredible story. Um, the other website is unlimitu.co, the business website. And the, the ebook is for free, um, only for a few more weeks before it comes on Amazon. And, uh, it's all about, um, taking the four steps to unlimit your life, which means the first step I talked already about earlier on, which is identifying, um, or asking the question, mm -hmm. who am I? And really going deeper with yourself. The second question is all about what am I here for? Which means, um, between the two, who am I and what am I here for? They are, you are getting an insight of how or what kind of strengths, passion and values you have. Um, then the third question is all about, um, it's not, it's more of a practical question, which means you are starting to create a dream with the, um, passion, values and strengths that you have identified in the first two questions. And then the fourth, um, step is all about, um, taking action. As I said, step out in faith. Maybe you might not know already how to deal with those, um, you know, strength, passion, and value, and the creative dream that you have right now. But um, I always um, inspire people to step out with what they have in their hand and really going for what they dream for, because. The more you are in a journey, the more you, um, you get the adjustment to the things you need in order to fulfill your dream. And uh, this, this is all the book about. 
uh, where you can, it's a very practical book. You know, you can, you can already start figuring out things. Uh, there are a few, uh, working tools included in the book where you can use in order to start right away to, to create your dream. Go for it. And, uh, whether you have never, um, done something like that or whether you're still figuring out your dream or whether you already have your dream um, in your mind or on a paper um, you you are absolutely I believe that this book will help you to make to take the next step and uh, go to the next level of um, living your unlimited life and and you had some challenges getting to your unlimited life as well. Just a, a few. <laughs> yeah, great question. Um, a few. Yeah. Look, I, I was uh, I was diagnosed with a incredible chronic illness uh, when I was one year old. Um, uh, I lost my own kidneys. My illness destroyed my kidneys and then um with three years old i had a big um uh, how do you say that a big uh step back in my life and uh, i was living two weeks in a coma and after those two weeks the doctors called my parents and t told them hey look we have done everything we could do we are going to turn off the machines. Um, please come into into the ITU to terminate your son's life. My parents come. My uh, when they arrived, they were in the room, you know, and um, imagine the parents living beside me and just knowing um, they have to let me go. And the moment they did that. Uh, my mom talked to me about something. I don't, I don't, well, of course I was awake. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, but the moment they turned off the machines, um, I started to talk again. Um, oh. <laughs> this is the biggest miracle of my life. Uh, and the incredible thing was like, before I was waking up, the brain was actually it was non-functional and right. there was no um, change of firstly of surviving at the same time if I would survive which I did mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to walk talk and amount to, amount to anything mm -hmm. and so it continued I recovered from that the only the only effect that I had was uh, I lost my part of my hearing because of side effect of the medication. That was when I was four years old. And it continued, uh, it wasn't finished there. Um, I was transplanted three times between five years old and 11 years old. It never worked for a long time because um, my chronic illness always destroyed the kidneys again. I remember especially the, the hardest time that I had when I was mostly conscious, I would say. Uh, I was about nine years old. 
when I lost my second kidney transplant after two and a half years of living a dream life of being able, feeding myself, uh, being out, going to school, not having to go three times a week to the dialysis treatment. Um, I was just living the dream life as a uh, seven, eight, nine-year-old boy. And after those two and a half years, um, the kidney got destroyed again. And for me, it was uh, completely, the world was um, declining within me. Um, I remember I was two weeks in my parents' living room on the couch, lying there, um, not talking anything to anyone, not eating anything, and not moving, not moving up much at all. And all I did was thinking about how can I end that life. Importantly, importantly, I was so blessed to have parents that realized that they have to do something. And mm-hmm. for a, a family of faith, we had uh, invited pastoral care that helped me to, you know, to somehow mm-hmm. slowly getting over that. And and I um, I believe in the in the power of prayer that changed it at the time when I become emotionally, spiritually, and physically stronger. And uh, I accepted that. To, I accepted that I have to go back to dialysis. I still couldn't mm-hmm. understand why this all happened to me. So it continued. I had my third kidney transplant that I lost with 13 years old. And, uh, oh. <laughs> and uh, so, so a lot of things. It's, it was like, uh, you know, uh, a rat yeah, yeah. until up to 15 years old where I had struggled a lot of things. And all of a sudden, with 15 years old, things change. Things become stable. And, uh, you know, I called, um, um, I called, uh, learn, I called, uh, start to, to go fully to school, um, to work. Uh, I did an apprenticeship. I moved to Australia to do a leadership college. And after that, I started my inspirational speaking organization. And um, so after 32 years um, out of 31 years of struggling and living with this chronic illness, um, shouldn't mm-hmm. be able to walk, talk, and amount to anything, um, had over 4,700 life-saving treatment so far, which means dialysis three times a week. Um, 40 operations, hearing loss of over 80%, and um, shouldn't be able to, shouldn't be alive for six times by now, according to the doctors. Uh, I can say, um, yeah, I'm, I'm alive like never before, and I love what I do. I love that the journey has given me, um, basically, I would say, unlock um my calling, my passion, my, um, you know, of course, I'm still learning about it, but it, it fulfills me to know that to be a leader in, in the area of living a life that nothing is impossible. 
for anyone and anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, this, I believe, because oftentimes we, which I would say it's not, it's not to offend anyone, but we, we all struggle and we all have different difficulties in life that, um, yeah, shit block at our hand life. But, but what I learned in my life or above all the papers is we just, um, believe way too less in ourselves. Because it's, it's understandable because we grew up in a certain way and, and we know it mm-hmm. in a certain way. And I'm so grateful today because I always tell people, look, in the time when I was in the hospital alone, I was actually separating me. Not, not I wanted it because I had to. I was separating me from the crowd, from, uh, I would say, from a school system that teaches you to, to be in a certain way. And uh, so th- this is cool because... I realized I, I, I could learn how, what it means to live individually in a unique way mm-hmm. because of the things right. that happened to me, because of the thing I had to separate from my, myself from the crowd and not being stuck in a, you know, in a group of people that do one thing and everybody has to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, that's pretty much the, wow. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to link all of this into the show notes, uh, for the people at home. Um, or at least, uh, link to the websites, the book, uh, things like that. And, um, that's everything. So, uh, thank you so much for taking some time out to talk to us and, uh, you know, share uh, your process and, and things. And, um, yeah, I'd uh, love to have you back someday. Great. Great. Thank you so much for your opportunity. I so appreciate it. And uh, for you listeners, if you ever need help, um, I'm here for you. Don't hesitate to reach out and uh Get the ebook for free. Um, go through the project for free. And uh, if you need any help, just shout me, shoot me an email um, on on my web website. And uh, I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and for the people at home, we'll be right back after this. I had a really 
really good time talking to Nathaniel. I hope you enjoyed it as, as much as I did. And, uh, just absolutely amazing. Everything, uh, Nathaniel's been through and all the stuff Nathaniel's doing now. I'm just, uh, floored, absolutely floored. So, uh, and I want to thank Nathaniel for coming on the show. Uh, and I hope you take up, uh, his offer on that free ebook on the website. Again, it'll be linked in the show notes. Also, not linked in the show notes, but available at productivityalchemy.com is this week's badge. And we have a great badge code for you this week. And it is fail forward, all one word, because I really like that concept of uh, failure is okay as long as you're, you know, just fail forward so that you're always moving forward and it's not really failure. Um, if that makes sense. So yeah, uh, you can find out more about badges and badge codes at productivityalchemy.com under the badges section. We have a how to, uh, you can see the badges you've earned. You can see other, what other people have earned. It's pretty cool. And I think I've got all the kinks worked out of the new system. So, um, Oh, now you've said that you've cursed us all. I have four days for it to be terribly broken and to have to fight with it where I won't be like shirking my work or anything. So, yeah. Anyway, that's it from us for this week. If you are in the U S and you are, uh, celebrating Thanksgiving, uh, happy Thanksgiving. If you are not in the U S and, uh, therefore not celebrating Thanksgiving, I just want to say how thankful I am to all of you who are listening right now. And uh, if you are one of the many people who is not doing a family Thanksgiving because global fucking pandemic, global fucking pandemic, uh, we are proud of you for staying home Hell yeah. and isolating with your pod and all, uh, you go, yes. you are, you are doing good work. Uh, I know a lot of people are very uh, upset about missing it. Mm -hmm. A lot of other people like me are just like, yep, it's uh, whatever. I worked retail or I lived a thousand miles away from my folks and was poor for yep. years. I never went home for Thanksgiving, in which case this may also seem a little weird to you. But whatever. Stay yeah. home, play video games, eat food. It'll be awesome. Yeah, the only reason we're we're having I mean we're having our our Thanksgiving inside of our pod. Yes. Uh the only and I'm putting this in air quotes outsider is Jacob who is home uh from college. Uh and he had a couple weeks off before he starts up his winter break job. And so <laughs> he's, uh, Yes, so he he is staying here anyway. Yes. So uh yeah, it's, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I have to say, really impressed with how his school handled the whole thing and managed to not become a rampant plague pit like some of the other schools did here uh, before they had to shut down. So there is all that. I got a lot of things, I guess, to be thankful for. But again, you guys are probably like right up towards the top of the list uh, because without all of your wonderful letters and feedback and stuff you wouldn't, or I wouldn't still be doing this. And I really appreciate um, hearing from you and, and seeing all the positive feedback and stuff. He really does. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's it. Um, do we have a uh, spotlight charity this week? Uh, I wouldn't say necessarily a spotlight, but I just got the yearly uh, 
basically end of year giving call from Native Seed Search, who uh, we yes. mentioned before. Uh, mm-hmm. That's Native Seed slash and then Search in all caps. They uh, one of their they preserve uh, indigenous crops and heirloom varieties, and one of the things they do is provide seeds uh, either low cost or free to indigenous people. Mm-hmm. And uh, who are often, God knows, extremely food insecure because yes. we have a real problem in this country. So uh, they are doing a lot of that work. Uh, they've taken a real hit this year because usually their gift shop kind of seed or direct sales yeah, yeah. from the shop uh, fund their mission and they couldn't this year. So uh, uh, I I gave them money. Uh, check them out. They're doing good work. And uh, it, Plus, they have some really cool seeds. Uh, really cool seeds. Uh, they also sell um, art by native artisans through their online shop. Uh, check them out. They're preserving some amazing stuff, and they're helping people, you know, all over the country who are uh, uh, trying to take more control of their food security. I guess so. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I will link that in the in the show notes as usual. So that's it for this week. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, be safe out there. We will talk to you in, I guess, a week. And, you know, it's tough, but there's... there's, there's... No, no. They, they, if you're in America, you get a pass this week. <laughs> you do not have to be productive. Or stay you, productive. You, or stay productive. You can, you can just lay around on the couch in a food coma going, I ate too much ham. Ham is superior to turkey. Quick, cut it now before they send us hate mail. Anyway, um, y'all do your best and uh, stay productive. Food coma!